disappeared into the crowd. I suppose you wouldn't offer to help until you'd run a credit check on her, I said, miffed at his interference. Aiden sold his magical services. Many talented witches did. We're human. We need to eat and pay rent just like everyone else. Still, the practice galled me. It seemed so crass to cash in on our special abilities, which was one of the many reasons I had opened Aunt Cora's closet, my vintage clothes store, where I earn a legitimate living the old-fashioned way, just like every non-witchy merchant in San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury neighborhood. Usually, anyway. Vintage clothing is a cutthroat business, and I might, from time to time, utilize my witchy wiles to gain an ever-so-slight edge. But I kept it to a minimum. It seemed only sporting. Aiden, unfazed by my criticism, smiled and led me into the grand lobby of Oakland's Paramount Theater. I paused, taking it all in. The 1920s Art Deco extravaganza was the ideal locale for the annual Art Deco Preservation Ball. A massive carved glass fountain of light, over 30 feet tall, dominated the entrance, casting a rich amber glow throughout the room. Overhead, a vitreous green panel was bordered by labyrinthine fretwork and diamond-shaped gold patterns. A sight more interesting than your average multiplex. In one corner, a man with slicked-back hair stood near a grand piano, singing a lilting tune from the twenties. And the crowd was, to a person, dressed to the nines in outfits from the heyday of the Art Deco movement. It didn't take a wild imagination to feel as though we had just stepped into a ghostly reenactment of a high-society soiree from days gone by. Do me a favor, Aiden asked. Hmm, that depends. With a powerful witch like Aiden, an offhand promise could lead to something one didn't intend, a lifetime of servitude, for example. It paid to be cautious. Relax and enjoy yourself tonight, as a woman, not as a witch. I laughed. The woman part I've got down. It's the dancing bit that's making me jittery. Surely you've been to a formal dance before. What about your senior prom? Closest I came was a hootenanny when I was eight. That was before the good people in my Texas hometown decided to shun me. Aiden raised one eyebrow. Is that right? Well, then this is a special occasion. Chin up, my dear. You're making an entrance. I'm as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rockers. You shouldn't be. You're stunning. He whispered. Just look at yourself. I scoffed, but glanced at my reflection in the mirrored wall. Land sakes, I did look nice. I often tell my customers that when their clothes change, they change. No reason this transformation wouldn't apply to me. I had chosen the dress carefully, or perhaps it had chosen me. I had been planning to wear a peacock blue cocktail gown from the 1930s when I received a call from an elderly woman who had two generations worth of fine formal garments in her crammed walk-in closet that she wished to sell. The moment I picked up the tea-stained silk chiffon, I fell in love. The fabric was embossed with beads and flat gold-leaf sequins in a twisting vine pattern. Simple spaghetti straps led to a deep v-neck, and the bottom was trimmed in a sassy beaded ruffle. Two handmade silk roses sat on the drop waist along with a velvet sash. Best of all, the vibrations from the dress gave me courage. The gown had been altered so it fit me perfectly, loose as a flapper dress should, but accentuating my figure. The fine fabrics brushed against my legs as I moved, making me aware of my skin. Brownwin and Maya, my friends and co-workers, had tortured my straight hair into a wavy Marcel style, 
then gathered it into a chignon at the nape of my neck and decorated it with a glittery beaded hairnet. My lipstick was a brilliant red, and I wore matte makeup, eyeliner, and a bit of powder. My only complaint was the shoes. Bronwyn and Maya had nixed my usual comfy footwear, insisting the shoes be appropriate to the event. Thus, tonight I wore reproduction heels that looked great, but made me miss my kids with each uncomfortable step. Still, the reflection in the mirror showed the effort had been worth it. I fit in here with these other would-be spirits from the Roaring Twenties, the Elegant Thirties, and the Swinging Forties, until I saw something else in the mirror. A frisson of something passed over me. I'm not a sensitive and have no special gift aside. Even my premonitions are vague and generally useless, arriving as they do mere seconds before they come true. But this time, I could have sworn I saw the image of a woman sleeping amid vines and briars and roses.